Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports of the Legend. Hello, my co-host Macaulay Matthew. I'm of course Way Mamo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Good to have you on the hey, show as always. On. Yeah, as always. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out this week's episode of Sports of the Legend. I'm Way Mamo. He's Macaulay Matthew, and let's let's get to the show. Today, we're going to talk about the Knicks, the Nets, Nets, you know, getting a, you know, a, a big man. You know, we'll talk about that. Um, you know, we'll talk about uh, the Jets and Giants rumors, Mets and Yankees as they enter. Um, you know, they they're entering. Uh, you know, the season on Thursday, and you know, we'll also talk about WWE and all the other wrestling news. But uh, most importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to make your voice heard on any of these topics and more, feel free to call us at 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So, again, we'd love to hear from you. Make your voice be heard. But uh, yeah, let's let's dive into the Knicks, and the t- the title of today's episode is uh, Knicks don't want to lose, but does the refs want them to? And um, basically, the Knicks that you know they've been they've been winning some games, but the last couple of games against the Seventy Sixers, they've had some, you know, some crazy WWE f refs going on, you know, shenanigans going on with, with them losing, you know, lately, you know, but, you know, fortunately for the Knicks, you know, today they, you know, they were able to um, hold on, you know, to the victory against, um, against the Bucks. you know, a yep. team that they've been playing pretty well for the most part. They had, they had, um, they, they, they beat them up the first game. They faced them as Montgomery Sermon, right? The last time they faced them, they they got blown out by the Bucks by like thirty points. And then uh, tonight, you know the you know the Knicks were able to hold on to the vic the one hundred two ninety six victory. Um, you know, highlighted by you know Alec Burke man hitting um, uh, you know a six six three pointers, which obviously is a career high for him. And you know he finished with a double double, twenty one points, ten rebounds. And for the last six games, you know, he's been averaging uh, uh, 21.3 points. Uh, so he's definitely been a catalyst. I know um, R.J. Barrett, he's been he's been scoring well lately. Um, and, um, you know, quickly, of course. Um, but, um, yeah, t- today Derek Rose, he, um, you know, he – you know, he, he, he played his first game after missing almost a month due to COVID. And, um, you know, he he went six for 15 and, and finished the game with uh, 13 points. 
So he looks to be back to his old his old self. Not Chicago Bulls old self, but you know, his old self this year with the Knicks, so and uh Obi Toppin, you know, Obi Toppin had a sighting, you know, he you know, he, he scored his first point since March thirteenth, you know, and you know, he ended the game with points in only seven minutes. So the Knicks are back two games over uh five hundred. Um so they should be what, twenty twenty four twenty two? And this is the first time that they've uh been over two games over five hundred since the beginning of the season when they were five and three. Well we're waiting for that other shoe to fall off from the Knicks, but so far give the Knicks credit. You know, they've been they've been playing pretty well. You know, they've been exceeding expectations and uh you know, the trading deadline came, uh, you know, they unfortunately traded uh Austin Rivers, you know, son of Doc Rivers and um you know, um, even though it may on the surface look like they punted the season by not making the acquisition, you know, getting ball at Drummond or someone like that or Ola Depot, but, you know, they didn't want to mess up with the chemistry. So it looks like, you know, they made the right move, but time will tell. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, um, you know, I was against them, you know, getting someone which would mess mess up the temp, the team chemistry. I mean, I wasn't really a big uh big into getting Victor Oladipo unless we would, you know, be trading away assets that we didn't need like a Frank Frank Nilakila, you know. But then again, if you did get a Oladipo, you know, he plays the same position as Barrett. So where would you play Barrett? You know, you don't have to make, probably send Barrett to the bench, which I don't want because Barrett has been playing really good lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think right now, you know, what the Knicks can do is they can use a guy like Drummond, especially with the injury now to um, um, Mitchell Robinson. You know, they need a guy, you know, in the paint who can score, who can post up, you know, gives you that big body, you know, and the pulse. Uh, if they if they can find a way to get this guy, I mean that will be great, and I think they'll have a really good chance of advancing in the postseason. But um, as far as uh, trading for anyone else, you know, I was against it because I fe- I feel like you know, if they had gotten any of those guys, you know, it would have messed up the Knicks, the, the the chemistry of the team. This team has been playing well together. You know, they're they're learning the system under under Thibodeau, and yeah, and. These guys are playing well. I mean, they're learning to grind out these games. I mean, you saw the other night where it looked like they were going to lose to the Wizards, and they ended up coming back. You know, a game like that, you know, a year or two ago, the Knicks would have lost that game. But they're learning together how to win those games. So, you know, hopefully they can keep it up. But, um, you know, I'm not – I'm not disappointed that they didn't get anybody during this trade deadline. I mean, they still have a chance to possibly get uh, Drummond, you know, uh, since uh, he was just bought out today. So we'll see if either the Knicks or the Lakers are able to grab him. Yeah. Never know. Could be the yeah. Lakers. Could, could even be the Nets, but I don't think Nets are going to have all that salary cap. I mean, they just signed... Uh, well, the Nets just signed... Uh, yeah, Aldridge. Aldridge. So they're, they're not getting uh, Drummond. 
Well, where are you gonna yeah, where are you gonna play a, these guys? He'd have to take a great cut. Yeah, but where do you play him? I mean, there's nowhere to play him pretty much. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that's true. But yeah, um, yeah, one more news about the Knicks uh, before we move over to the to the Nets. Um, yeah, you know, um, just just after, um, you know, um. Mitchell Robinson, he he just came. He was coming back, you know, from the injury, from his um his his injury, his you know his recent injury. Now he's he's dealing with a fracture foot. So man, who knows when he's gonna he's gonna come back? I mean, he you know he he injured himself um you know in the game in the first quarter and um yeah, it's really messed up. That's why you know they need to go after they need to go after um Drummond, you know. I mean that's all they you know they gotta. Yeah, man, they gotta. The 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 next they gotta you know try to get this opportunity improve their ball club. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, yeah. Let, let's um. Oh, 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 how did you? So you weren't uh, disappointed that you know they didn't uh, get Lonzo Ball either. Uh, I mean, I mean we don't. The the thing is, if we got if we had gotten Lonzo Ball, what do you do with guys like quickly and Rose? You know, yeah, and then yeah. Peyton. Yeah, well, I guess they would have traded probably Nilkita and maybe Peyton. But who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Because, you know, Thibodeau seems to be in love with Peyton. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really a big Lonzo Ball fan. I, I'm not that impressed with him, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know, man. I I don't think I would have been impressed if we had gotten him, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. As the scoring came up miraculously, and you know, obviously, he, you know, his passing ability is, um, you know, it, it is basically what they needed. But yeah, yeah, you have to step up his game for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, so I'm fine with the team that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. But uh, yeah, moving on to the next. And yeah, the Nets, you know, they, you know, they made a big move. Um, I don't, that I don't think they did anything in the, um, in the trading deadline, but you know, they made a big move in uh, signing Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, who was released, released by the Spurs. So, you know, props, props to the Nets. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good move for them. I mean, with this move, you know, it puts them you know, way above all the other teams. So, you know, they have to compete for the championship now, you know. Mm-hmm. It's win or bust now. Absolutely. And, yeah, the Nets, uh, you know, the, the Nets are, you know, they're trying to build off their recent victory uh, 
Friday night against the Pistons when they they defeated them uh final score thirteen to to um to to one oh one one hundred and one. I mean I should say one thirteen to one hundred and eleven in uh, you know in the motor city. So the Nets are gonna try to um keep their winning streak alive when they host uh the Timberwolves on Monday night, so but yeah, the, the Nets, man, the Nets are not playing. They are, um, they're just running a rough shot, and they're, they're not. They're, you know, they they're getting Blake Griffin off the bench. You know, they they're getting off the, you know, they signing Lamarcus uh, Aldridge. So, you know, they're not they're not playing. And uh, Harden, he's making a huge case for him to be the MVP of the league. This yeah, isn't something for him. Uh, yeah, at this point, yeah, you could say he probably is the MVP, I guess. Yeah, man, that dude can turn it on and off. Yeah, people were doubting him uh, you know, earlier this year when he came uh, into the season, you know, out of shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, ever since he's gone to the Nets, you know, he's back to being James Harden. Yep. Yeah, man, he, he is, yeah, he's bringing it, man, he... You know this dude. He's 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 like he's like a walking triple double, man. It's like practically every game he has, he has a triple double, and uh, you know, yeah, he almost had one on Friday night. Um, you know, he led the the Nets with forty four points, with fourteen rebounds and eight assists. Yep. Um, yeah, he was dominating the. Um, oh yeah. The um the Pistons, and then. Blake Griffin against his former team, he uh, he scored 17 points. So, you know, the, the Nets, Nets are doing their thing, you know. Yeah, they're going to be a scary team. If they could get Durant healthy and, you know, everybody firing on all cylinders, I mean, watch out. Yeah. And not to mention with with, with LeBron's um, you know injury, I mean that 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 could be the opening they need to uh, to win the championship. Yeah, possibly first ever NBA championship. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, both New York teams are are relevant in the city. Oh yeah. It's playing well, and that's playing well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna be a hot summer. Oh yeah, for sure. No doubt about that. And speaking of which, uh, shifting gears to the spiritual sons of the boys of summer from the Brooklyn Dodgers. I'm talking about the New York Mets, man. They, you know, they've been. Uh, you know, they've made some big moves, you know, trading for Lindor and Carrasco. Unfortunately, Carrasco, he's injured. He's going to be out for, like, two months. Uh, Lindor, man, he's – I know it's spring training, but this dude, he, he – you know, he's proving that he wants to make the money. He, he's in Jerry Maguire mode. Show me the money. This this dude is just – keep raking. Yeah. I mean, he – I mean, he even, he even did well today. I mean, he – he has a, a nine-game hitting streak. Obviously, you know this is spring training, but he had like a four-game hit hit um, hit game, like I think on Friday, and um, 
yeah, he reached base all four times today. Um, you know, including getting a um two run two run single and you know, he finished three for three, three RBIs in a walk, and he's batting five hundred with a ten game uh, you know, hitting streak. I mean, this guy he's been he's been phenomenal. Dom Smith, you know, who needs a DH? When you got Dom Smith, man, this guy he's he he hit not one but two home runs today. You know? McCauley's gonna think they're gonna need need to check him for PEDs. <laughs> Dude is hitting bombs. Hit a bomb in the sixth and the seventh inning. You know? And he and if he was a mean guy, he would have hit another one in the eighth if he batted in the eighth. You know? But this guy he's been he's been uh you know, he's been crushing it. And uh, Pete Alonso does what a Pete Alonso does, and he went deep with a two-run home run, probably his fourth of the year, maybe. And yeah, man, the you know the the Mets uh, they they um, won by the final score eight to three against uh, the Astros, a team uh, you are very familiar with, Mac. Oh yeah. And uh, the Mets actually did the the an, op- the, an opener game. They had a uh, a scoreless first from uh, Jacob Barnes, a guy who's trying to make the team, and then Lucchese, a guy who's supposed to be the, who looks looks to be the fifth starter. He he threw uh, four and two thirds innings um, until he gave up a solo home run to Bregman. But um, yeah, all in all, the Mets, you know, they've uh, yeah, you know, the 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 pitching was pitched well. You know, they. And they faced the Altuve, Bregman, and um, I'm trying to think who was the other guy. Was it Brantley? I'm trying to think who the the third, the, the other third guy that they were facing. Because they faced three three guys in in their um, the Mets faced three guys in the um, in you know in the Mets and the um the Astros uh you know batting order today. So it wasn't like they were facing um. Um, you know, they were facing, you know, little, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like they were facing, you know, like uh, minor leaguers and, you know, no-name guys on the back of their jerseys. You, you know, they were really facing, you know, some of the, you know, the top guys of the, you know, of the, you know, the Astros. So, yeah. plus we're getting, we're a few days away from from opening day, so. Time to put up or shut up. So good thing the Mets are, you know, are you know firing on all cylinders, you know, as they approach the April first uh, opening day. And uh, you know, shifting gears with uh, the Yankees. And uh, the Yankees, um, uh, I think who who I think Voight injured himself. Yeah, so he uh, he has a partial tear in his meniscus, so he's gonna miss games until early June. So looks like uh, Jay Bruce is will be starting at first base on opening day. Uh-huh. Jay Bruce has been playing well. Yeah, training, so he uh, he deserves it. I, I you took the words right out of my mouth. I, you know, I thought it would have been a travesty if Jay Bruce didn't make the club because he was you know he was raking it. You know, hitting yeah. some bombs, you know. I, I thought he, and a guy like that who has, you know, 
you know, who's who's a slugger like that, you know. You never know him putting on the pinstripes, you know. Yeah. He could, you know, you've seen it, the, the wonderful people, so. Yeah. You know, he's had, he had a, you know, a bad tenure with the Mets, but he did have that one year where he, he 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 rebounded and hit 29 home runs with the Mets before yeah, he got traded. Um, so who knows? You know, with the pressure off of him, you know, that dude could be a an X factor for the Yankees that they didn't expect. Yeah, you know, it's, it was a good pickup. So mm-hmm. I think he can definitely yeah, help our team. Yeah. So. Now you're going to see what happens with Tyone, you know, yeah, making his Yankee debut. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. Tyone, Kluber, uh, you know, Yankees right now, they have a, a lot of uh, potential mm-hmm. you know, for their starting pitching. Herman's uh, been pitching good, you know, after he's coming back from, the, you know, his controversial yeah. absence. So, you know, he, he has a lot like of hope too. Yeah, he's, he's pitched well. Or second guy. Um, they're going to have to decide, you know, who's that fifth star. Is it going to be Debbie Garcia or Herman? You know, I would oh, go they, with Herman just because of experience. Yeah, know? they sent yeah they sent Debbie Garcia down. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, okay. I think they sent him down yesterday. Oh, okay. So, so it looks like Herman then. And I yeah. prefer him because, you know, before you know he was suspended, he was looking like our ace before we got mm-hmm. Colt. So yeah. that's good that uh, he'll be starting again. Yeah, moving on. Oh, one more thing I forgot to cover with the Knicks. I don't know if you heard Phil Jackson spoke recently about his his uh his. Oh yeah, tenure. I heard about it. Oh, you yeah. heard about that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. We're gonna dive right into it. He, here's what this guy said, and here's here's what my problem with, was with with um, Phil Jackson. Yes, this man played with the Knicks from '67 to '78. Yep. Yes, he is one of the. Yes, he did not win not one but two titles with the with the Knicks. But this guy, man, he has no allegiance to the Knicks whatsoever, man. This guy hates the Knicks, man. He hates the the Knicks. He's part of the Knicks legacy, and he and he just disavowed. He's like. You know, like a child, a child star who who hates the, the 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 TV show that made them famous or the movie that made them famous. Like that, that's that's basically what 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 Phil Jackson is, man. You know, so, I mean, yes, he, I mean, to his credit, he does credit um, Red Holtzman for you know his um, you know his his career, and you know, but. Like he 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 rarely acknowledged or cares about his his Knicks tenure, you know, as a player, and you know he just literally took the money. Like this is like he, James Dolan has offered him multiple times to 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 be in charge of the Knicks, obviously to be the head coach, you know, in the past, and he's always flat out turned them down. And then you know James Dolan gave him like what sixty to sixty five million reasons to 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 come to the Knicks, and obviously. He took the money and ran. And don't take my words for it, folks. Listen to what this guy said. And I quote, it, it was best to leave. And I think I think as a favor, Dolan relieved me of that job. I think he actually did me a favor. All right, let's see what else he said. Well, no, there, mind there was more to it than that. Oh, no, no, I'm diving yeah. in. I'm, I'm, I'm going in. Yeah, you know. 
It wasn't I'm only going, that. He did oh, go I'm, into more details. Oh, know? about Melo. I'm I'm going in. Melo, the in. media, the organization, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm going in. I'm going to – I ain't – okay, here's what he says about Carmelo Anthony. Okay. He wanted to trade Melo. After he gave him – he re-signed him and offered him a, a no-trade clause. Remind you, Carmelo Anthony was a free agent. He re-signed him. Plus, he gave him a no-trade clause, but yet he wanted to trade Carmelo, and Carmelo didn't want to comply. Um, I wonder why. Maybe he didn't want to comply is because you gave him a no-trade clause. He exercised his right that you gave him to exercise that the clause and not get traded. Okay, here's what he said about Carmelo. Carmelo, I think, wanted to be a leader, but I don't think he completely knew how to be a leader as a player. And I think that's that the strength of his personality was intimidating to some of the coaches that were asked to coach the team. And so there wasn't this compliance that has to happen between players and coach. And as much as I try to interject my own beliefs, I don't think you're close enough to the ground in that situation to really be effective in dictating how things are going to be done. I wanted to trade Carmelo, and he's got a no trade clause that they asked for. But I suggested that if there was a situation and I asked them to trade, I wanted them to be compliant with it and all your choices that you want. But I want, I want you to get along with the idea that maybe your time has come, and, has come with being with the Knicks. So that was met without compliance. Okay, let's see. Okay, so mind you, he, he blames the coaches that he hired. For, for Carmelo. Okay, let's dive in. What does he say about Derek Fisher? Derek Fisher, I thought, was one of my, my, my leaders on the Lakers and the guy who understands the relationship of players to the game, to a game, and offensively how the triangle offense, how the, the, the system plays, which is obviously the triangle offense. He was himself caught in a personal situation. Remember that Matt Barnes situation? Um, it was a distraction and at best undermined his authority with the team. Okay, I agree with that part. Perhaps the best thing I could have done was coach the team myself while well, he's right there, but I wasn't physically able to do that. I had to convey that through people I chose to step in. It didn't seem to work out. As a consequence, I thought we had the talent, but we never found that niche the ability to play beyond the talent and concise, connected, connected, organized basketball. And, oh, yeah, and there was another quote, like he was mentioned, he was basically blaming the Knicks fans for, for getting in the way of the progress of the team. Now, mind you, what does Kurt Rambis, Derek, um, Derek Fisher have in common? And didn't he didn't he didn't he hire Hornacek too? I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But he, he definitely did. yeah he definitely hired Fisher and, and Rambus. Hundred percent, he did that. But dude, you're complaining that that the the coaches wasn't able to um, have authority over the players. But you're the one that hired them. You're the one that hired those guys. You're the one that, that re-signed Carmelo, and you're the one that gave him a no-trade clause. But now you're mad at him because he wants to exercise his no-trade clause not to get traded? Whose fault is that? That's you, 11-time 
coaching champion, um, Phil Jackson, that's you. You have to you have to take ownership of your 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 um what you did. You messed up. As great as you you've been in coaching, coaching you know the greats Michael Jordan and and Kobe and um and Shaq, you gotta you gotta take the L on this one. I know you're not used to taking L's. You know you have 13 rings, two with the Knicks and 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 11 with the with the Lakers and Bulls. But man, you gotta take the L on this one. You can't you cannot just put the blame on everybody else. You gotta you gotta take ownership on this. I mean, come on. I mean, what what are you doing? You're you're a basketball hall of famer. You should know better. <laughs> Putting blame on other people, and he's right. He should have coached his team. If he wasn't if he wasn't going to coach his team, which I've been saying for years, if he's not going to coach his team, then he has no business. He he has no business on this team. Because Phil Jackson, the only way it would work if he's if he's going to be the GM. Then you gotta go old school. You gotta do what the Timberwolves did with 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 Thibodeau, which obviously that didn't work out either. If you're gonna have a Hall of Fame head coach running your team as a GM or president, you better darn well sure he should be the G, the head coach, or or at least have a Hall of Fame uh, a guy who you surefire know is gonna be a Hall of Fame head coach coaching him. Like, come on, you you have Phil Jackson, and you. And he didn't do what he was he 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 was known to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on! Like, you don't go you don't go to you don't go to a bakery to get pizzeria or or or, or a pizzeria to get a bakery. You go to you know what I mean? You go to to, to the place. You know what I mean? You gotta go to to where you can You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You gotta go to what you want. You don't go to Red Lobster to get to get um. I'm trying to think of something, something um, random. Help me here, man. I'm trying to think of. Well, I'm just, well, well, trying well, to come up with an analogy here. I have a different take on uh, right, his interview um, than you do. You know, I, I dissected it differently from what uh, from what he talked about. So, yeah, from his interview, you know, I pr- I pretty much got a better understanding of what he had to go through. Okay. You know, and what all what all these previous Nick coaches have to go through under this dysfunctional Knicks organization. Now, Phil Jackson, you know, when he took his job, you know, people were expecting him to, you know, bring us to the promising. He did with the Bulls and Lakers. But at his age, you know, he wasn't physically fit to coach the team, which he admits in the interview, you know. Uh, You know, a lot of people wanted him to coach the team. He couldn't do it. Now, he is responsible um, when he was, what, he was the main president, right, of uh, uh-huh. operations. Uh-huh. He, he did make some bad decisions. You know, he, he, he signed Derek Fisher, uh, who's an experience, you know. And Joe Kim Noah. And uh, Joe Kim, he brought Joe Kim Noah, who had injuries. Um, he, uh, I, you know, I don't fault him from re-signing Carmelo, because at that point, you know, Carmelo was our best player. So he had to re-sign him, but to give him a no trade clause and then try to, try to trade him, that didn't make any sense, you know. So you know, he he wasn't good at, at making decisions for the Knicks. But then again, as a Nick coach, when you put into that position, and you have a if you have a owner who wants you to win now, he had no choice. You know, he had to make some of these crazy decisions 
just so that he could put a winning team out there. And, you know, team never gelled, and they never fit his triangle system. And, you know, he never had the right players, and Carmelo wasn't a leader. He, he's, he's, he's spot on with that. Carmelo was never a leader on this, on this team. He's not that type of player. You know, and I agree with him. Carmelo not being a leader and being a selfish player, that's kind of intimidating to other players around him and to coaches. That's why eventually the Knicks had to part ways with Carmelo. You know, a player like that, you know, you just can't win with him. And you're seeing it now with, you know, the teams that he's gone he's gone to after that. With, uh, oh, um, Oak, wasn't he on Oakland? He was on Thunder, right? Oh, okay, I think. Okay, okay, and, and, and Portland. Portland. Yeah, you know, Carmelo doesn't have that leadership, you know, he doesn't have the leadership skills to lead a team. So I agree with him on that. And I do agree with him a little bit on the media, how the media, you know, can place blame on the Knicks and then, you know, you know, write crazy articles. You know, we've seen it. You know, we've seen the, and we've seen the media, you know, go switch sides back and forth between the Nets and the Knicks, especially mm-hmm. this guy, Frank Isola was once a Knicks mm-hmm. beat writer. He's all of a sudden not going to the Nets. And now the Knicks are winning. Now he's back on the Knicks bandwagon. Mm-hmm. So the media, you know, they wish you, you know, they're, they're wishy-washy, you know? They, oh, yeah. they don't well, know. They... Uh-huh. Go ahead. So, no, I was saying the media has always been bandwagon, especially yeah. baseball. Like, they're always pro-Yankees. But once the Mets are doing good, Mets are winning uh, three games in a row, the Mets are in the playoffs, they act like they're the biggest Mets fans. And afterwards... When the Mets fail, they talk trash about the Mets, and it's back to the Yankees as as if nothing happened. Hundred yeah. percent. Continue what you were saying. I apologize for interrupting. No, no, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. And then, uh, you know, he. Uh, I mean, I don't think it was right for him to blame Knicks fans. I mean, the mm-hmm. Knicks. We're we're just fans. We're we're giving our opinions. We don't we don't make decisions. You know, so for him to make uh to blame the Knicks. Uh, you know, that's that's really dumb because we don't have no control <laughs> over what the team does. You know, we don't – we're not owners of the organization. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, there are some big fans that are delusional. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. but, again, we don't make decisions for the team. So, I don't know how he can think that Knicks can interfere uh, – Knicks fans can interfere with what the Knicks are doing. It doesn't make any sense. Laura, um, he knows. If, we, if, Knicks, had, if Knicks fans had – had had rights. The first thing they would have done was got rid of Dolan. So that yeah. right there proves we have no we have no power. Yeah. The NBA wants Dolan in there because he's a billionaire. That's right. that's basically what it is. And and in, until he's until they they force him to sell the team, which he'll never do. You know he's gonna just keep tossing out fans who are expressing their opinions. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? mean. I mean, uh, you know, from the interview, you know, in summary, you know, what I got from from it is that, you know, I got a better understanding of what he got to go through, you know, during his tenure as president of this uh, organization and uh, some of the bad decisions that he made, you know, which he does admit, you know, he made some bad decisions. But uh, some of the blame that he puts on the fans, um, you know, come on, man. Yeah, again, we don't have any control or, or we, we can't make decisions for what the Knicks do, but uh, it, it was just bad. It, it was just just bad. I mean, um, we probably shouldn't have 
got him in the first place. I mean, we were thinking he was going to, you know, save us, but, it, you know, it didn't happen, you know, because that time we didn't, we, didn't have any, we didn't have great players like a Jordan and Pippen or a Shaq and Kobe. We didn't have those players. So, you know, it was a bad signing to begin with, you know, when I look back and think about it. But, you know, it's over now, and, you know, the, you just got to move on. But, uh, you know, I do, I do have a better understanding of what he had to go through, um, you know, when he was here. So that's my yeah, man, I, I totally agree with you, man. I, you know, um, the only way this would have worked is if he had the players and – if you know he was coaching the team, and then that I mean he was, he was a, mentally fit, you know. He yeah, so to up there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But moving on. Yeah, what you think about the Eagles? You know, moving on to NFL. What do you think about the Eagles moving on to, to number three? I think that's good for them, you know, because they need a lot of work. You know, they got rid of their quarterback. You know, they got rid of uh, some of their players in that team. I mean, they need the they need a lot of work this off season to improve their team. So, you know, they they need some help on offense and defense. So we'll see if they if they can do that with their third pick. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. And people are saying, like, this this signals that the Jets are going to draft, uh, you know, Wilson, and they're going to um, trade away Darnold. Yeah, I keep hearing that. You know, um, we'll see if it happens, you know, because they're going to have to give up a lot for Wilson. Not just on, not only Darnold. They're going to have to give up Darnold, draft pick, and something else. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that happens. You know, if they can get Wilson, that'd be great. Wilson, you know, he's a – you can make a case, you know, he's a top-ten quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he wowed people uh, in his practice. Yeah. Not too long ago, recently, so. Wilson? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he wows people in the regular season, you know? No, I know that, but mm-hmm. he was, like, testing out his throwing arms because there was a bunch of teams, including the Jets, who went to see him, you know, work out. Uh, and, you know, obviously, you know, what he did in the in the in on the field, combine it with what he did casing his talents, I mean, yeah, he's definitely going to get drafted, uh, you know, in the top five for sure. We're not. Are we? I thought we were talking about Russell Wilson. Oh no no no! We're talking about um, Zach Wilson. You can't you can't draft. Oh Russell I Wilson. thought. Oh no! I thought we were just talking about training for Russell Russell Wilson. I thought that's what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about. Uh, oh, you're talking Wilson. about Zach Wilson. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about training for Russell Wilson. I was confused. Oh man, yeah. I would I would love to have Russell Wilson, but he don't look yeah. like he wants to come to the to the to the Jets. So. Oh, yeah. You know. If you're talking about Zach Wilson, then, yeah, that that would be a good pickup, too, drafting him. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, the best quarterback in this class is, of course, going to be Lawrence. Yeah, of course. Clemson and... Yeah, Jackson's always going to get him, of course. Yeah, it looks like that's going to happen, so... No doubt about that, for sure. 
Um, yeah, let's uh, move on. Uh, let me see. Uh, did, let me let me see something for a second here. Do you have any thoughts on the, the Giants signing Zach Fulton? Yeah, the Giants have been making a lot of moves during this offseason, man. I mean, this is another move that's going to really help them. But, uh, yeah, you got uh, – they've improved the offense. They've improved some of the defense now. I mean, you now you got Zach Fulton, you know, to help the offensive line. I mean, you know, the Giants, they're looking really good. I mean, they're right. To me, they would be the favorites to win this NFC East next year. At this point, you know, if they're they've been major players in this off season. I mean, I can't think of a team that's done more than the Giants have this off season. Can you? Yeah, they've been they've been making some moves for sure. Especially yeah. you know getting Gall- um, Galladay. Yep. And they're not finished yet. Yeah. Hell yeah. They're not finished. Uh, they might even do something during the draft. We'll see. Yeah. yeah it's like they they might uh you know go after uh Michael Parsons. Yeah, that's that's gonna be another good one. But I like this. I like this uh, latest move. It improves the offensive line. It gives uh, Daniel Jones some coverage, uh, some uh, you know protection, and you know hopefully he'll be able to throw downfield to uh, Galladay. Shepard, you know, some of these other weapons, you know. I like this team right now. It's mm-hmm. looking good. Yeah, now uh shifting the WWE, man. Um what do you what do you think about the road to WrestleMania? Well, you know, it's uh what, a few weeks away, right? Oh yep. so yeah, it's there's some good matches that I'm looking forward to. You know, definitely want to see the Sasha Banks Bianca match. You know, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a good one. Um, Dan, um Roman Reigns. Was it Roman Reigns? Edge. Edge and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's a good I think that has the potential potential to be great. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of matches that could be uh, potentially great. Even um, you know, seeing um AJ Styles and um, almost and and, and oh, the big guy. What's his name? Yeah, again? almost, almost. Oh, yeah, him almost, against New Day. That that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be that could be a good matchup right there. I want to see how New Day is gonna compete that that big son mm-hmm. of a big son <laughs> of a gun. <laughs> how they handle him? Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, AJ Styles is gonna be. Wrestling most of that match. Yeah. And then he's going to go to the big man and, you know, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they're going to beat that guy. Yeah. And Kofi's a former WWE champion. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, let me see. Um, Yeah, you got Big E, of course, versus, um, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Apollo Crews. Oh, yeah. They were. They were, um, yeah, Big E was tag teaming with uh, Street Profits versus um, Otis and Gable and um, and uh, what was the other guy? Oh, yeah, Apollo. 
I think I think Biggie didn't wait. No, wait, Apollo won. Apollo hit the like an angle slam on him. Oh yeah, for yeah, the victory. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, I'm trying to think what happened this week. Huh. Well, oh yeah, didn't the, wasn't the the paper the paper was uh was was last for Sunday. Not this past Sunday. It was a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? No, no, it was this. It was. This, I'm pretty sure it was this Sunday. This past Sunday. Let me see. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Fastlane. Let me type it up. I'm pretty sure it was this. So yeah, we haven't talked about the the fiend uh, the fiend's return. Oh yeah, that was last week. You're 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 right about that. Yeah, that's how WWE is, man. You shoot, shoot. these these pay per views keep just going on and on and on. That yeah, you lose track. So yeah, let's. Yeah, let's dive right into this this pay per view event. Um, what, what what's your thoughts on it? Was I was my prediction correct that this pay per view was basically pointless? Yeah, I and mean, the, it was it was alright. I mean, some of the matches, you know, were okay. Um, I mean, the, the uh, Randy Orton Alexa Bliss match. I knew the Fiend was going to come in and interfere somehow, which he did. Um, yeah, the uh, scene looked horrible. Yeah, you look like some something like out of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you look like a burnt up French fry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friday Thirteen type stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Or Freddy Cougar, Nightmare on Yeah. Movie. Of uh, course, Alexa Bliss won that. I mean, well, yeah, that, that should be upset, but you know, we knew the fiend was going to interfere, so yeah. That's what well, that's what made the upset very obvious. Yeah, that's um, match of the night for me. I think um, Reigns versus Daniel. That was yeah. I'd say that was probably was the best match. It was the I longest was, match too. Yeah, we're gonna dive. Yeah, that was thirty minutes. We're gonna dive into that. We're gonna knock out all these other matches first, and then we're gonna we're gonna save that for the main course. So yeah, Riddle defeated Mustafa Ali. Um and uh, for the United States Championship, he retains it. I think that was when um when they turned on Mustafa Ali, if I'm not mistaken. Mason, yeah, right? Yeah, that was. Um, Slapjack, all those guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is this was just a waste of a waste of uh, um, uh, you know, they try to push Mustafa Ali, and then they just. Killed the the reckoning, like um, retribution, I should say. Yeah, man. Like, so what are they gonna do? Who's gonna be the leader? Is it gonna be um, reckoning or, or what's what's gonna happen next? Is it, is uh, that's interesting. You know, maybe the uh, maybe someone uh, who's currently uh, active right now will be the new leader. Someone or maybe even on SmackDown, you know. Or maybe even Alistair Black might pop up. Hey, come back, and then make it even them even darker. Yeah, because if Alexa Bliss can be dark like that, they're turning Alexa Bliss's character into a satanic, weird, um, you know, character. So yep. I mean, yeah, that that would be the ideal. Them having like Alistair Black would would definitely make that team more intimidating. Um, let's see what else. Big E defeated, re- defeated Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental and retains it. 
Um, no surprise there. Um, uh, Braun Strowman defeats Elias. Yeah, uh, after Shane McMahon pulled the switcheroo, and then of course Braun Strowman's gonna fight him at WrestleMania, which again proves fast playing was a waste of time. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. No surprise there, of course. Drew McIntyre defeats Sheamus. Rinse and repeat in a no holds bar match. You know who? I mean, we all knew Drew McIntyre was going to win. You know, to you know to you know continue continue his momentum. You know, you know to face uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah, and then last but not least, yeah, Roman Reigns versus versus uh, Daniel Bryan, which obviously Daniel Bryan got Roman Reigns to tap out, but Edge turned heel and uh, caused Roman Reigns not to lose the match. So Roman Reigns is the heel, Edge is now a heel, and Daniel Bryan's actions make him very heelish, but... I guess Daniel Bryan is the de facto um, babyface, you know. I mean, it's just a crazy scenario. The whole the whole SmackDown episode was, what are they going to do for their match, their upcoming match at WrestleMania? Is it going to be a two-night event? Is it going to be a one-night event? And they teased a bunch of ideas, but they literally just went with the idea that we all assumed that they would, and it's a triple threat match. Yeah. They should have just had uh, Roman Reigns uh, go against Edge, I think. I know. WWE panicked. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, we gotta have we gotta have Daniel Bryan. And you know, don't get me wrong, I'm a Daniel Bryan fan, but he he's just being shoehorned into this into this this storyline. It doesn't make sense to the point that Edge turned heel. Like, for what? Edge had no reason to turn heel. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally made no sense for Edge to turn heel so quickly. Like, Edge was supposed to be, you know, the baby face, him coming back to win the title. So, if Edge wins the title again, so that means he never won the title as a baby face. Yeah. And this would be his 12th championship ever. And all the times he's won is it has been a baby face. The only time he's won a title as a baby face was when he tagged in with Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, I remember That's that. That's it. All his all his title reigns, he's always been the ultimate opportunist. And why is he mad at Daniel Bryan for being an opportunist when he's the ultimate opportunist? That's kind of hypocritical. Yeah, that's true. Yes, he has a point that he 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 earned his way there. He won. He defeated twenty nine other men, including Daniel Bryan, for his shot. He's one hundred percent right. He earned his spot. But WWE is the is the main culprit for for shoehorning Daniel Bryan into the storyline. It just mm-hmm. didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for Daniel Bryan to be in the storyline. Daniel Bryan only makes sense if Roman Reigns is face would have won the Royal Rumble and faced him. You know, that's the only way it would have worked. But it's like they're like, let's put the title on Edge. Oh wait a minute, Daniel Bryan. He's a fan favorite. The fans wanted Daniel Bryan to win. Um. What what do we do? Let's panic. Let's be like let's do what we did in WrestleMania 30. 
which in that case, in that in that instance, that made perfect sense because the fans did not want to see Randy Orton versus Batista, you know, yeah. in the main event. So it made sense then. And it was like they were kicking and screaming, you know, to make the right decision for Daniel Bryan to be in it because that wasn't their original choice, you know. That's what happened when you have egotistical people who blame the fans and say that the fans have a have the power and they're the ones that mess up the situation. When it's there, they need to look in the mirror and say, hey, we're the ones that control, not blame the fans. Does that sound familiar to you, Phil Jackson? <laughs> but I digress. Um, what else happened? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember what happened in uh, NXT. And, oh, yeah, NXT, they had the... Um, they had the signing. Adam Cole, he's going to um, face um, his former um, undisputed era, um, you know, brother. Um, trying to think of his name for um, Kyle O'Reilly. You know, they were in that. They were part of uh, you know undisputed era for like three years, a little over three years. But you know, now they're feuding against each other. Adam Cole betrayed them. Oh, yeah, and that match was going to be a uh, um, – no, wait. I'm trying to think. No, they're, yeah, they're going to face off at the um, – the take – the, the um, what do they call it? The at takeout? I, 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 I think it's called NXT. Takeover, um, stand and deliver. So that's going to be, I think – it's. I think it's going to be a two-night event before WrestleMania. Let me just – uh, Claire, let me just uh, confirm that. The stand and deliver. Let's see. Yes, April 7 and 8. So they're going to have a two-night takeover event. That's going to be... Uh, is that going to be around the same time as WrestleMania? Yeah, it's gonna be the two days before WrestleMania. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be right before WrestleMania. It's gonna be mm-hmm. April seven, April eight, and then I think WrestleMania is what ten and eleven or so. Let me let me uh let me just make sure that. So that's seven and eight, I think. Okay. Takeover is seven and eight, and WrestleMania nice. will be will be I think ten and eleven was it? Uh, let's see, let's see. 10 and 11, that's correct. So, yes, so TakeOver is going to be 7 and 8, and WrestleMania is going to be 10 and 11. So you, you're missing, so there's two days off, um, you know, that, that doesn't have wrestling. Okay. Well, that doesn't have, you know, the, you know, a, 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 you know, a pay-per-view event. But um, that's gonna be a jam-packed week. Mhm. Yeah, they're gonna have yeah on the the NXT they're gonna have Io Shirai defending her title against Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, you're gonna have MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans, and um, Legando de la Fantasma for the Triple Threat Tag Team Match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship. Um, you're gonna have a six-man gauntlet elimination match to determine who's going to be the NXT North American champion on night two. 
And then you're going to have Walter, the, the NXT UK champion versus Tommaso Ciampa. And then night two, April 8th, you got Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT championship. You have Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in the unsanctioned match. Um, you have uh, Johnny Gargano versus the winner of the Gauntlet, uh, Gauntlet elimination match from night one. They're going to be battling it out on night two for the NXT North American champion. And then last but not least, you have the NXT Cruiserweight champion from uh, UK, Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar, who's the leader of the Legando de la Fantasma, I just mentioned. And he's the um, NXT Cruiserweight champion of America. So they're going to battle it out in a ladder match, which Shawn Michaels popped up at the end of the episode and presented them with the ladder match without saying any words to uh, remind the fans of, you know, the ladder match that he had with, um, with, with Razor Ramon to determine who, who's the undisputed intercontinental title. And now history is repeating itself, but this time with the NXT Cruiserweight champion. So they're going to battle in a ladder match to determine who is the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight champion. So that's going to be coming up on April 8th. So that's going to be phenomenal. Gonna be a lot of crazy stuff going on oh, in yeah. the world of WWE and NXT, and um, yeah, on what you gonna call it, um, you know, um, AEW, um, yeah, the Pinnacle. That's um, that's um, um, MJF's group. Um, I'm trying to remember what they what did they who did they attack? I mean, obviously they attacked Inner Circle and Jericho, and they haven't been seen ever since. Um, people were, were talking about this, uh, the match that that uh, Britt Baker and um, Tunda Rosa had, I think, last week. And uh, Britt Baker was talking smack about Mick Foley because Kurt Angle, I mean, not Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, um, was commenting on uh, Kane, you know, getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. So, you know, congratulations to him and um, the great Kali for, you know, joining Molly Holly um, into this this year's uh, Hall of Oh, yeah, and Eric Bischoff into the this year's class of Hall of Fame because they're going to combine uh, this year's Hall of Fame and last year's Hall of Fame to determine, you know, since, you know, COVID, you know, obviously prevented them from having it, you know, one last year. And as a result, Batista, he, he rescinded his Hall of Fame induction for this year. He's going to, he's postponing it for a future year when the fans are, you know, back and, you know, basically WWE is back to normal. That's when he's going to go in when there's more fans. Um, I'm trying to think what else, uh, what's happened to AEW? I can't even, can't even remember. Well, they're, they're teasing that, um, uh, Christian's going to make his, uh, AEW, uh, debut next week against his former, uh, uh, impact TNA impact wrestling rival, Frank Kazarian in a match. 
Um, I'm trying to think what else happened to AEW. I can't can't really remember right now. I'm drawing a blank. But um, yeah, I guess we'll you know we'll keep you posted what's going on. I mean, I know they are going to have this upcoming match. Uh, where Kenny Omega, he's going to be um, he's going to be putting his AEW title on the line against um, um, Rich Rich Swan, you know the former NXT Cruiserweight Champion, two hundred five, you know. So yeah, they're going to be battling out to have an undisputed champion for from both shows, uh, both companies. Um, yeah, that one's going to be coming up uh, next next month. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in in the world of wrestling and sports. And if you want to find out more about you know what's going on in sports and entertainment and sports entertainment, then you know, ladies and gentlemen, to tune in to next week and all future episodes of um, Sports Urban Legend. So, is there any last words you'd like to say before we head out, Mac? Uh, if everyone uh, check out my show, check out your local listings for my show iMac, and come back here check out the uh, Sports of Religion every Saturdays at eleven only on Bot Talk Radio. Alright, you heard the guy. You know, check out his show iMac. Um, also check out my YouTube channel, uh, Sports of Religion TV, and of course, never forget, come back next week. Same same Sports Urban Legend channel, same Sports, Sports Urban Legend uh, time. And that would be Saturdays at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. So, of course, you know, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.